Hello, and welcome back to 3D Printing Basics. This is episode number nine, where we will continue with our mini-series on filament and discuss TPU. In my opinion, TPU is the last of the main three filaments that I believe every beginner should get familiar with. The other two, of course, being PETG and PLA, which I've already made episodes about. Before we get into it, I would like to ask if you would please follow and rate my podcast. Rating it five stars helps me get shown to more people and also lets the streaming platform know that I'm doing a good job. Please send me an email if you have any comments or questions. My email is down in the show notes. There is also a support link down there where you can support this podcast with a small monthly donation if you so choose. Any and all support is welcome and very much appreciated. With that being said, let's get into TPU. First, I wanted to touch on why I think it belongs in the three main filaments that any beginner should get used to printing. The three that I mentioned, PLA, PETG, and TPU, all have different properties and are used for different applications. PLA is used for mainly decorative pieces that aren't bearing any load or strain. PETG can be used for industrial settings but doesn't offer much impact resistance. TPU can be used for just about anything as it can withstand high temperatures and hold up to impacts very, very well. All three of these filaments can be printed on basic open chamber 3D printers that most of us beginners start out with. They are pretty easy to print and are also cheap to get a hold of. I believe these three filaments are integral to any 3D printer's journey in this field, and it is important to understand each of these filaments in order to succeed in this field. Okay, now let's get into some properties of TPU. Thermoplastic polyurethane is its official name, and its main property that sets it apart from other filaments is its flexibility and similarity to rubber after being printed. TPU is among one of the most flexible filaments out there. You will be blown away after printing it and seeing just how flexible it can be, especially after printing with just PLA and PETG. This flexibility makes it very, very wear resistant, and it is very unlikely to tear or deform. It can even stretch up to five times its original shape before failing. It is impact and abrasion resistant, so you can drop TPU prints from just about any distance within reason, and it will hold up. This is because of the soft rubber-like surface that is very, very giving. It is also resistant to chemicals and can withstand being in ambient temperatures of up to 80 degrees Celsius. That's 176 degrees Fahrenheit, so prints made out of TPU can definitely hold up outside. This is one extremely tough filament, and all of these wear-resistant properties make it ideal for industrial applications. Another thing I wanted to discuss is the shore hardness of TPU. Shore hardness plays a big, big factor in flexible filaments, and TPU is no exception. Shore hardness, by definition, is the measurement of how resistant a certain material is to being dented. In other words, if I compress my finger on a material and leave a dent in it, that material has a high shore hardness. If I press on a material and once I lift my finger, it goes back and retains the shape that I had, that material has a low shore hardness. There are a few different scales that are used to measure this factor, but the one most commonly used in 3D printing is shore A, which is a scale that goes from 0 to 100, with 0 being the softest or most indent resistant, and 100 being the hardest. So, if you have a TPU that has a shore hardness of 95A, that is going to be among the harder filaments that are less dent resistant. If you get one that has a shore hardness of 45A, that is going to be really soft and very good at retaining its shape. To give you kind of a default factor, a shore hardness of 70A is equal to that of a car tire. Also, 
The lower a number you go, that typically means the harder it will be to print. 85A will be harder to print than 95A, 75A harder than 85A, and so on down the line. Now, let's talk about what goes into printing with TPU. It is definitely the most difficult to print with out of the three filaments that I've gone over. First and foremost, you need a direct drive extruder. TPU will not work if you have a Bowden style system where the gear that pushes a filament into the nozzle is far away. Because this material is so flexible, the gear needs to be as close to the nozzle as it can possibly be. If you have a Bowden system, do not print TPU. It will easily jam and clog the filament and you are very unlikely to get any successful prints. If you have a direct drive extruder, TPU prints at a range of 220 to 250 degrees Celsius with the bed temperature staying at 60 degrees Celsius and it definitely cannot go over that number. It can go a little under, but definitely cannot go over. The first layer adhesion to the bed is absolutely fantastic. The best out of any material I've ever worked with. However, I would not recommend using a smooth print bed. I would highly recommend using something like a texture build plate because this material can pretty easily weld itself to the smooth build plate and never come off. I ruined one build plate this way. I was printing with some TPU on a smooth build plate and it was so stuck that it literally broke apart when I tried to get it off. However, if you use textured build plates, it's actually really, really nice not having to worry about corners popping up or the whole print delaminating from the build plate. It definitely takes some more effort to get it off of the build plate compared to PLA or PETG, but at least we can get it off of a texture plate, whereas we would never get it off of a smooth build plate. When it comes to printing with an enclosure, I would say TPU is right in the middle. In my experience, it doesn't seem to benefit one way or the other from printing in an enclosed chamber versus an open one. The main thing I would say is that if you are printing with an open printer, make sure it is in a somewhat temperature controlled environment like a house or an office. Just something that doesn't have crazy fluctuations in temperature should be enough to print TPU well. Another thing I wanted to point out was the speed at which you are printing this filament. TPU needs to be printed extremely slow. Even on the fast printers like the Bamboo Labs printers, I would not recommend going any higher than 100 millimeters per second print speed. This is again due to the flexibility of the filament. If you are printing at fast speeds, then you are also trying to force a lot of filament through the nozzle very quickly. With a filament that is flexible, you simply can't do that. It will clog up in one second and ruin your print before you even have a chance to start it. TPU is a very delicate material to print with, so you must go low and slow. There are some downsides to printing TPU, one of which I just mentioned, the low print speeds. If you need a part to be printed really fast, I would not suggest using TPU. These parts take a while for the reasons I mentioned above, and that's fine as long as you are prepared for it. If you are considering turning your 3D printer into a business, be sure to extend your timeline when using TPU versus using PLA or PETG. Another downside to TPU is relatable to the other filaments I've made episodes about, that being the material is hygroscopic. That means it can easily absorb moisture, affecting print quality greatly. Be sure to keep it in a very dry, cut that and action. Be sure to keep it in a very dry, temperature controlled environment. Ideally, we want to keep the area we are storing and printing the filament to a range of 30 to 50% humidity. This material is very prone to stringing due to its problems with extrusion. The stringing only gets worse if TPU absorbs moisture in the air. Another flaw in TPU is the inability to have almost any post-processing work done to it. 
TPU is so chemical and heat resistant that it is almost impossible to sand or smooth after printing. What you print is what you get when it comes to this material. For most applications where TPU is required though, that is okay, so not something to be terribly worried about. The last downside for beginners that I see with TPU is how finicky it is. The filament usually requires a lot of tuning to get it to print right. I have tried quite a few different brands that make this stuff, and every single one of them I have had to tweak some print settings. The default profiles are never correct, and sometimes you'll get it printing great on a cooler day, then come back on a warmer day and it's totally messed up. This can really frustrate and test beginners like us who don't have a lot of experience tuning filaments. If you relate to this and you find yourself struggling with filament tuning, I encourage you to reach out. The 3D printing community is really fantastic. You can go pretty much anywhere to get help. Facebook, Discord, Instagram. There's tons of blogs out there. You can email me, Reddit. There are so many subreddits. This community is open and honest when it comes to providing input and is hands down one of the best when it comes to making the community feel like a community. So please reach out if you're struggling with this or if you have questions about literally anything else. I'm sure you will find an answer somewhere. To wrap this episode up, I would like to leave you with some tips and tricks for getting successful prints with TPU. Tip number one is to use a larger nozzle diameter. Just about every 3D printer comes stock with a 0.4 millimeter nozzle. I would highly suggest going with a 0.6 or 0.8 millimeter nozzle when you are printing with TPU. Using a larger nozzle helps a lot with keeping the print consistent as well as preventing clogs. Tip number two is to lower the retraction settings. What the retraction settings do is every time your printer makes a movement that isn't to actually print out material, it retracts a filament up into the nozzle. This keeps stringing at a minimum, but when you're using TPU, it can actually hurt your prints. Since this material is so flexible, retracting it too much can lead to under extrusion. The extruder can't apply enough force to something so soft so it stays up in the nozzle longer than it should and leads to under extrusion. I would make sure to thoroughly test the spool you purchase before printing any final parts just to make sure all your settings are dialed in and reduce the chances of a failed print. The third and final tip I will leave you with is for the case that you are struggling with bed adhesion. In my experience, TPU has great bed adhesion, but different brands and different printers may cause some issues. If you are not able to get good and reliable bed adhesion, try using blue painter's tape. I know what you're thinking, it's an old fashioned trick and we are way too advanced to still be using masking tape on our beds. I promise you, just try it. If you can't get TPU to adhere to the bed for the life of you, use some painter's tape. It might just save your print. Okay, that just about does it for this episode of 3D Printing Basics. I hope you were able to learn something about TPU and how it can be a great filament for us beginners. I think this will probably be the last episode about filament, at least in a row. I will 100% come back to this mini-series at one point, but for now, I think I will move on to something else. If you like this episode, please follow and rate my podcast. My support link is in the show notes. If you have any ideas on what you think I should talk about next, please email me. Thank you, and I'll talk to you next time.